Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to this episode of the Mia's Mentorship Podcast. Today, my guest is Aldwin Altenay, based in Australia, so I'm very excited to talk with her. She is a TV host, a speaker, a mass media futurist, mentor, and author, and she is the founder of the Global Good News Challenge. I have a feeling this is going to be a very inspiring episode, so without further ado, please welcome Aldwin. I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Mia. Thank you so much for being on. I'm really excited to hear about your story and for the audience to hear about your story. So do you want to share first who you are? Sure. Hi, I'm Alden Alternay, known as the Media Queen. I help people step up and speak up and gain mass media exposure to make a bigger impact in the world. It also uh, helps people feel amazing about what they do and helps boost their impact as well through mass media exposure. So my background is actually I've had 40 years media experience, would you believe, Mia? It's insane. Back in the days, well before social media, uh, <laughs> social media has only been around about 20 years. So I was actually a, a photojournalist back in the day. I did a media degree and I featured in the media for the first time actually when I was 10 years of age. So I'm just about to turn 50. And when I was 10, I featured in the local paper in Sydney in the Manly Daily for table tennis because I was a top junior table tennis player. And I then went on to Cartoon Connection, a show on Channel 7, which went out to 2 million people at the age of 11. And I remember getting stage fright there. I was absolutely, uh, you know, when, when the host said to me, don't think of the 2 million people watching this right now. And I was standing in front of this massive camera in the studio. I totally freaked out. I froze. However, my brother and I in the studio, we went in and we played table tennis and we were just sort of warming up, just kept keeping the ball on the table. And they loved it. They thought it was amazing. Thought We thought we're just warming up here. We're just doing forehand to forehand. And uh, they just absolutely loved it. And so my, my fascination for the media started at a very young age. Uh, however, uh, you know, from there, interestingly, you know, my dad used to watch the news every single night, at least two hours of negative news. And we were in a fairly small house in Sydney where we grew up in the northern beaches. And every night with two hours of negative news from one channel to the next to the next, it was actually very depressing. And I remember one night being so upset by what I saw on the news that I, I went to dad, I said, why are people so cruel? Why are people like this? And he hugged me and he said, darling, he said, that's just how the world is. And that's how I believe the world was for a long time. And I, uh, I saw a lot of animal cruelty from a young age as well, which really upset me and angered me. And I, I really felt helpless and hopeless to do anything about it. Uh, but what I loved about the media moving forward, as I then delved more into the media, I did a radio show at age 13. I did some work experience at the Manly Daily when I was 16, did my media degree in Canberra, did TV production as well, worked in all facets of media, and then went to uh, Brisbane after that and travelled around as a journalist in TV, radio and print media over the next 20 years or so. And now I've had a media business on the Gold Coast in Australia 
for about 20 years as well. So it's been a, an amazing career. Um, Media Queen TV, I started back in 2014. I've, uh, I've got thousands of shows now uh, online and Total Truth Show, which we interviewed you on recently uh, with yeah. Ken Kleinberg. We just did our 50th show uh, recently, which was really exciting as well. So I, I love the world of the mass media and I love the fact now that you know, anyone can get out and share their story so much easier than before the days of social media. And now we have also so much alternative information out there that people can access. So we don't just have mainstream media telling us how the world is, right, or how they want us to believe the world is, because we know that the, the yin-yang of life, there's always going to be light forces where there's dark forces, and there's always going to be dark forces where there's light forces. And it's about finding that balance. And I do believe that what you focus on will grow. So that's a quick snapshot of uh, my background and just just part of it really. I, I, you know, I've been very ambitious, never married, no children, so quite a, a unicorn, I guess, in that in that respect and uh, very, uh, very ambitious, love what I do and I love seeing people step up and speak up. Yeah. So can you share your insights since you've been in the media for that long, what it looked like before social media and what it looks like now that social media has been around for about, what, a decade or so? Well, 20 years, actually. Facebook started in 2004. Okay. Uh, so about 20 years, uh, social media has been around. Well, actually, we've just come into 2024. So so 20 yeah. years. Um, we had Sound SoundCloud and we had, you know, we had some earlier social media uh, there. But um it's really changed drastically. What's happened now is that uh, people are struggling to get the attention of their audience, particularly people in business. There is so much noise out there, right? So in some ways, it's great that we have so much information. But on the other hand, people are trying to navigate all this information and find out what is true, what isn't true. How do we get our message out through all this noise? So it's really become such a crowded marketplace when it comes to information, when it comes to courses. Online courses have absolutely boomed since COVID particularly. A lot more people are doing business online. Uh, so really, when you look at the stats now, there's about 4.9 billion people now are active social media users, 4.9 billion. So we've got about half the world's population are now active social media users. So if you want to get your message to the masses, you have to go where the masses are. And the masses are on places like Facebook and LinkedIn and and, you know, Twitter is now X, we've got Instagram, we've got, you know, all these social media channels, which, uh, you know, YouTube, of course. However, you know, what we've seen through COVID, there's been a fair bit of censorship of information that has happened too, which which is very interesting. So, you know, certain information is being censored. And I always say, well, if there's nothing to hide, why the censorship? And particularly Facebook and YouTube have been censoring content. And so now there's things like BitChute, there's Rumble that is uncensored media. And so what I love about the changing world of media is we do have channels that don't censor information and some people are boycotting some media outlets that are censoring information. And so I think we're seeing a resurgence of people wanting the truth. They're wanting people to speak their truth. They're wanting to hear the truth from our governments, et cetera. And I think a lot of people have, be, have, have lost 
uh, faith in government and in politicians and in authority figures. And now what we're seeing is the new influencer age. Now we're seeing people are stepping up and being the influencers and, and people are following people now. That's how it's going. And it's, you know, what I what I recommend and what I, I see as the way forward is that people come together and they collaborate more. It's not about competition. It's about collaboration and it's about connection. And what we saw through COVID is we saw a lot of disconnection. We saw social distancing. We saw we saw mask wearing where people were depressed and they couldn't breathe properly through these masks, you know, and, and it, it actually really affected the mental health of the population. And, you know, what actually happened through COVID is that, you know, we have we, normally we have about a million people a year worldwide who take their own lives. And through COVID, what we saw is four times the suicide rates. And I've personally had depression myself. I've had four friends who have taken their own lives by the age of 45. Just a few days ago, I heard about another girlfriend that just died on New Year's Day just a few days ago. Uh, tragically, she was, you know, she was wanting to run for government this year and she was in a band playing ukulele and she was just an all-around amazing person. And she was only in her 60s and she just died suddenly of a heart attack. And, and this kind of thing has happened a lot through COVID. We've seen people just die suddenly. Uh, and so I think more so now, now people are really wanting to make the most of life because I think we all see that life is fragile. You know, life is really fragile and I think, uh, you know, we, we're really wanting to have better health and wellness, which is what you promote uh, brilliantly, and I think you're on a winner with that, Mia. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. So could you hone in more on the from depressed and suicidal to now like you're inspiring good news globally, can you talk more on how you made that shift and what really inspired that shift? Mm, thank you. Yeah, well, I was very depressed growing up. I was actually bullied as a child as well because I was a first generation Australian. And where I grew up in the northern beaches of Sydney was a very strong Anglo-Saxon or English sort of area. They, there wasn't many people sort of who had European background. Uh, we had hardly any Asians in that area, which was very unusual. Now there's Asians everywhere through Australia and Indians. <laughs> and, you know, we have all, all sorts of nations everywhere now. Uh, however, back then, and back in the 70s, 80s, it was a very a racist uh, part of the world, I would say. And uh, we had movies like Romper Stomper that came out in the 80s, which Russell Crowe featured in, which which covered some of the racism that happened in Melbourne uh, with the you know the Asians and the and the Caucasians and the, the skinheads and that kind of thing. So. Uh, very interesting growing up, even though I was born in Australia, because I have Greek, Turkish, Ukrainian background, and because, because I had, you know, so I had different hair, I guess, my name is different, the food I took to school was different, you know, the kids picked on me, and, and I never understood why, because I never did anything to them, and I found a lot of nastiness. I found nastiness in the media, I found nastiness in the school playground, even the teachers sometimes picked on me, right? And so I felt very isolated growing up, I felt very angry with the world seeing animal cruelty from a young age and I I basically became very self-destructive. I started to to rebel a lot in my teenage years. I was running away from home at 13. I got kicked out of home at 15. I got into drugs. I was drinking a lot, smoking a lot and I basically was trying to kill myself, you know, in a, um, I look back at it now and I, I feel like it's a whole lifetime away but um, basically that's what I was doing by drinking a lot, smoking a lot, doing drugs, being rebellious, uh, et cetera. I did not want to be here on the planet for many years. And I, uh, at 16 or 15, 16, I, I was kicked out of home and moved into a household with 
a guy who was a drummer in in a few bands. His mum was an alcoholic. His sister was dealing drugs. And six months into that situation of living there, and I was actually doing two part-time jobs to, to afford the rent at this place, uh, I found my boyfriend sleep with my best friend in front of me. And that, again, was another devastating blow that there I was, the two people I trusted away from my family, there they were both, you know, in, with each other in front of me. And and from that moment forward, I was so devastated by that. I remember calling my mum in tears. I said, I said, I can't handle this anymore. You know, sometimes we think the grass is greener on the other side, right? I said, I can't handle this anymore. She said, come home. I changed my environment. I went from Mossman High School to Forest High School for year 12. I worked my butt off. I got into a media degree at that point and I turned everything around. And I'm I'm really glad that that happened. I'm glad I got kicked out of home because it it, it helped me see that the, the grass wasn't greener on the other side. And actually, I do want to live and I don't want to live this kind of lifestyle. I don't want to keep destroying my body and destroying you know, my life because, you know, it is precious. I now see that life is so precious. And I've done a lot of work on myself as well over the years. I've invested at least half a million dollars now in my personal business development. And for me, finding my passion through the media really helped me come out of that as well. Because when I went to uni, I got into a, a, this this media degree in uni and I started to edit the university newspaper. And while there, I was writing stories about things that I saw on the mainstream media because we had no social media. This is 1992 to 1994, right? Mm -hmm. No social media back then. In fact, we were just starting to get onto emails, right? And um, I remember seeing documentaries about uh, battery farming of chickens and when we eat cage eggs, how cruel that is to the chickens. And I remember seeing stories about female circumcision and about the environment and what we were doing, ruining the environment with lots of plastics and things like that. And so I started to write stories in the local paper about this. I, I heard about duck shooting. People were shooting ducks for fun and I could never understand why would you shoot ducks for fun? Let the poor animals live. And, I, you know, when I looked into it, a lot of the lead pellets get into them, they don't die quickly. It's a very cruel death for the ducks uh, that, that get killed. And, they, you know, they, they, the, farm, the, the hunters always say oh they're pests and things like that but actually a lot of these ducks they're not pests at all people do it for fun and and the hunting uh industry is incredibly cruel i believe and in fact one of my good friends lynn santa she is a big advocate to end trophy hunting of endangered animals like elephants and tigers and lions and you know and and things like that and there is still a lot of that going on and i'm a, a big advocate now to help stop that across the world because it's absolutely brutal and cruel uh for the animals and so i also became a big animal advocate and after doing uni and after doing all this personal development uh, in 2007 i saw a a documentary called earthlings which was about how humans have treated animals over time, how we've used them for food, for clothing, for scientific research. It was actually narrated by Jaquan Phoenix, who now features in the Napoleon movie, a uh, fa yeah. uh, fantastic guy. And uh, that was such a heartbreaking movie. It was such a hard movie to watch, a documentary. Uh, literally by the end of that documentary, I was holding my throat. I was crying. I thought to myself, I've just got to do something to help animals. And so I started something called Animal Action Day. In fact, it was the world's first Animal Action Day in 2007, raising awareness, appreciation and respect for animals. And we raise funds every single year now for 18 years. We have raised funds for different charities and we've had millions of dollars of media exposure for animal causes. And in 2018, 
after my fourth friend suicided, I also started something called the Good News Day. And that was on the 8th of the 8th, 18, and also to celebrate my niece's birthday, who was born on the 8th of the 8th. And every year now we have a Good News Day. And now through COVID, I actually I ramped it up next level and we started the Global Good News Challenge. And that, that's every single month. We started that June 2020. Every month we do a Global Good News Challenge and people all over the world have done this. And it's basically, you know, it's it's all about be the change you wish to see in the world, as Gandhi says. If you're sick of the negative news, if you're sick of the animal cruelty, if you're sick of the child molestation, whatever it is you're passionate about, do something about it or collaborate with someone who's already doing something about it. You know, everyone can volunteer their time. Everyone can share something about whatever's going on. So the Global Good News Challenge I thought, right, I'm going to do a monthly challenge. I'm going to inspire good news because regardless of all the crap on TV we're seeing about COVID and about all the dramas going on, it's still a beautiful world, right? And if we focus on all the dramas, then then we are going to go into a black hole. We're going to go into this, these dark periods of depression. And in fact, one in three people have depression. One in three people that we know of, right? A lot of people are dealing with mental health issues and and it's very common a lot of people just don't talk about it mm -hmm. however we know when people kill themselves we know that they've been dealing with it and it's just one dark moment that can take people's lives or that can make people want to take their own lives right and so this is where I'm really passionate now about getting more good news out in the media and through our social media now, thank goodness we have so much social media where we can share our own good news. So the Global Good News Challenge, a very simple format. It's just you share, do a live video on socials. You share your name, what you do, three things you're grateful for, and a piece of good news. And you do that every day for the period of the challenge. Now, January being the first day, we have a one-day challenge for the first month. February is a two-day challenge for the second month, right? So we're also encouraging people to just get out of there, you know, to, to overcome their nerves, get on camera. And once you do one, you'll find very easily you'll be able to do more as well and, and share yourself and connect with people and, and, you know, make a difference, make a bigger difference in the world by actually speaking up and stepping up about what it is you're passionate about and what you believe in. That's really neat. Yeah, I saw that you had that in your title and I was like, what is the good news challenge? So I'm really glad you explained it. Yeah, that is really cool because there is so much negative news in the media. There's negative things. If you just turn on the news, like channel three or whatever, it's probably bad news. And so it's really good to put more good news out there to outweigh the bad news that there is. Because when we are, I feel like that also contributes to the mental health issues that we see today is all the bad news that you know you get on your phone it's just bad news you're comparing yourself especially for young adults for middle schoolers for high schools especially girls they're comparing themselves to others to people older than them even to their friends and it's not necessarily bad news it's just their life but it's their life on a pedestal of course like you're not going to post the super bad things and so I think yeah. putting more good news out there, especially for the younger generation, is really, really important. Yes. And the power of gratitude is is really powerful as well. When you look at Dr. Hawkins' scale of consciousness, you look at energy, frequency, vibration. When you get into gratitude, you're actually vibrating at a very high frequency, which is actually, you know, most people say, I just want to be happy in life, right? Well, if you want to be happy, then get into gratitude. What are you grateful for today? Very simple question. What are you grateful for today? And also find things that bring you joy, find things that bring you peace, you know, and there's lots, lots and lots of things out there. It's just about what we choose to focus on will 
grow. And of course, now with the changing world of media, we have cyberbullying, right? We have filters where people look 20 years younger than they actually are. So we're actually, you know, we're looking at the people on Instagram and we think, oh my gosh, they look amazing. And then and actually, I actually saw a video the other day, this woman took her eyelashes off, she took it and she looked like a completely different person. Once she took all the makeup off and all the filters, she went from looking amazing to looking you know, fairly ugly, really. I mean, plain, ugly, you know, and um, she had missing teeth and, you know, I mean, it was, oh, it was out there. Teeth, however, well. you know, however, in some ways, if she went on and did a live video with a missing teeth and a, you know, no makeup, she would probably connect with a whole lot more people because they would realise, well, she's not this, you know, this fake sort of, uh, you know, person that that looks like a, a, a Barbie doll. You know, and, and that Barbie movie was interesting, wasn't it? Uh, recently, that was uh, that was interesting. You know, a lot of people do sort of, you know, there, there is. It seems like there's more expectation now to be, you know, to look even more glamorous on socials and to to show that you're having the most ex extraordinary life. And it's good also sometimes, I think, to share your vulnerabilities and to share that you're a human being and that you have your challenges like everyone else. And it's not all just rosy, rosy, you know, because this is life. Life, we have ups and downs. It's a roller coaster ride of life. And it's about enjoying the journey of life. And so with this Global Good News Challenge, it's a practice every single month to get into gratitude. And I've been doing the practice myself. I keep practicing myself. I certainly don't know it all. I've had 40 years in the media, but I certainly don't know it all. Things are changing all the time. Uh, and I'm certainly not perfect, right? And I share my vulnerabilities. I share what's going on in my life. In fact, I did a big post about my girlfriend that just died a few days ago, you know, and so it's quite raw for me at the moment. Um, you know, I have aging parents that, you know, that one day I'll be losing and that could be any time soon, right? They've had a lot of health challenges and that's also something that a lot of people deal with. You know, there, there's all sorts of things going on for people. And of course, now interest rates going up, expenses going up. So there's a lot of financial pressure. So what's happened the last few years is there's been, you know, mental, uh, emotional, physical, spiritual warfare has been happening across the world and the strong will make it through. And this is where I, I recommend that you look up after yourself that you honor and cherish the beautiful vessel and being that you are you know we've beaten a billion swimmers to get to the finish line just by being born and to appreciate and love what we do to actually nurture our health to nurture ourselves to you know yesterday I did a 90 minute walk on the beach and I went for a swim in the ocean and it was a fantastic way to start my day you know it actually totally set me off on on a, a fantastic, uh, you know, energetic day. And it's, it's, and I think the more exercise you do uh, and the more things you do like meditation and yoga, these are, these are crucial in my life nowadays, doing things like that. Uh, it helps to calm the nerves. It helps to bring you to a state of peace. And when you're in a state of peace, you can actually be a lot more productive in your day as well. So, uh, yes, it's a wonderful ride, this ride of life that we have. You know, a third of people die by the age of 65. So we're certainly, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. The more present we can be with the people that are in our lives when we're with them, I think the better because we never know when we may see them again or even if we will ever see them again. So I think the important thing is to not take anything for granted and certainly don't take yourself for granted and, and acknowledge yourself. You know, I, I say to people now, we're in the start of a new year, 2024. What are three things that you want to do more of or do this year that will bring you joy? And then immediately, the more you do those things, you're going to raise into a higher vibration. You're going to attract better experiences into your life. Whereas in your, if you're in a denser, lower vibration, you are going to attract a lot of crap. If you keep 
getting being negative and and in an angry state and a frustrated state all the time, then that's what you're going to keep attracting. You know, whereas if you come into more of a blissful, loving state, then you're going to open up the funnel, so to speak, to attract more amazingness into your life. And this is where you get more into flow state and where things start to flow and synchronicities happen. And you think of someone and then they call you and things like that start to happen, right? So it's actually scientifically proven. And I, I started a group actually called Conscious Community Global on Facebook during COVID. And I have a diagram of this whole, uh, you know, this, this Dr. Hawkins scale of consciousness is actually in that group. And for anyone who wants to do the Global Good News Challenge too, that all the details for that are in the Global Good News Challenge Facebook page. So pinned to the top of that page. I'll find all the details absolutely free. We share the videos out to thousands of people. It's free marketing for people. They can win prizes and gifts. And, and we also add them to a private group of good news crusaders. So we're, we're, there's a whole movement now, the good news movement. And we are, you know, we are being the change uh, that we want to see in the world. And it's amazing some of the results and what people are saying from doing the Global Good News Challenge. They absolutely love it. And, uh, you know, they go, some people go from really not confident at all on camera. In fact, a lady called Felisa Moffat, she just did the 12-day the challenge for December. Uh, she started out very unconfident on camera. And by the end of it, she was playing music on camera and she was having a great time. You know, she was she was amazing. Just 12 days, you could just really see the changes uh, in her just by doing a short live video every day for 12 days. It was extraordinary. Um, however, start small and work your way up, you know, chunk down if you're overwhelmed and just start start with the small things and, and build up from there. And, and I think be kind to yourself on this journey is really important. Be kind to yourself uh, because there's a, I'm sure there's enough other people out there that are going to be nasty to you anyway or probably nasty behind your back. So you may as well, uh, you know, have that love for yourself. I think that's one of the, the biggest learnings I've had in my life is to is to learn to love myself because when you don't love yourself, you will be, uh, you will treat your body uh, in a not very nice way. You will eat crappy food and you will do things, you know, you will drink and smoke and do drugs and all those things that, you know, not appreciating your body. The more you love yourself, the more you'll look after yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I really love what you said about how gratitude and reminding yourself of the blessings in your life really do change your life. I feel like every time I feel down, it's because I've lost sight of my purpose. I've lost sight of the blessings that God has given me. And I think it is really important to remember that. Like I just went for a walk. I had been inside all day, like on my laptop all day. And so I just felt kind of meh. And so I went for a walk around the lake and I, I didn't have my phone or anything. I was just walking around, looking at the nature, looking at the birds, looking at the trees and just really thanking God for every little thing and seeing how the world is so beautiful. We often, we really do take advantage of it. And I went on a mission trip and to Guatemala this past June and I got to see how they live there. And it's a third world country. Like they don't really have anything. They live in the same village their whole life. They don't have electricity, Wi-Fi clean water they like it's very like very very um primitive living conditions and I came back to America and I kind of felt guilty because I was like I have done nothing to deserve any of this the only difference between me and those people is where I was born 
Like I could have been born there and I would have been living that life and they have no opportunity. They're like, they do not have an opportunity to even leave their country, not even just because of the government there, but also because even if they did have the money to somehow leave the country, whether it's to America or even just like Cuba, the likelihood of them actually being able to is very, very slim because of how the government is like they wouldn't get approved to go to a different country and it's just it really opened my eyes and I always recommend that to people like go when you go on vacation don't just go on vacation actually like go to countries that are much less developed than the country you live in and when you come back and even just being there you will be so grateful and like even now like that was back in June and it's still like gets me on my feet you know to be like just thinking about it and it really just takes you back and it really humbles you because I think we often get really really prideful and we think oh like why is my electricity out what do I do to deserve this but it's like what did you do to deserve the electricity you know what I mean and we, yes. we like to give ourselves a credit like well I worked for it and yet yeah, yeah you did work for it but it's the opportunity that we don't understand how much of an opportunity we have in countries like you know australia the uk the us or europe not just the uk but <laughs> europe and yeah. we don't we don't realize it and so yeah i think it's really important to remember that yeah absolutely and it's a great thing actually to get to go overseas and to see how people who have hardly anything can be so grateful particularly in some of the asian countries you know like thailand and korea and you know it's amazing how grateful some people who have hardly anything are and yet people who have so many things it can often whinge and whinge and whinge and they sort of get in these drama modes. And if you look at on TV, on Netflix, how much drama do we see on Netflix? I mean, people are conditioned to live in drama and some people feel that if they don't have drama in their life that they're not actually living. Well, you know, that's not necessarily the case, right? Everyone's on their own journey and I do believe everything happens for us not to us. And so actually to take responsibility for everything in your life is a really empowering place to stand. Whereas if you are the victim of your circumstances, there is nothing you are going to be able to do to change your circumstances if you're constantly in victim mode. And so half the thing I think for people is just getting conscious where we might be unconscious about how we're actually doing life yeah. in any area. Mm. Yeah, I really like that you mentioned they are also so grateful. Like even though they have slim to nothing, if you meet those people, they are so grateful for what they have. Well, one, like usually they don't know what they're missing out on. Like they haven't been exposed to what we have been. So when we look at it, we kind of look down on it. But that's yeah. just, that's their life and they love it. They're very, very joyful people. And yeah. I also had the opportunity to go to a village who had never met anyone outside of their village. Like it was the first time that they saw Americans. They saw like blonde hair and white skin and green eyes. Like they've never seen that before. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah. and uh, I got to see a village that was Christian and a village that wasn't Christian. And oh. even seeing the difference and then like the, the village that was Christian, they were very joyful. They were a unit as a tribe. They were much more developed, even though they had the same sources as the ones that weren't Christian you could see a difference in their life. Like going to the village that didn't know Christ, they were much more down. Like the kids didn't know how to smile. It's like they had never seen anyone smile before. They weren't very developed and just seemed like they were dragging through. And that was also a really big lesson that 
I got to learn and actually see with my eyes while I was there. So, yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a small world at the end of the day. Okay. We have 8 billion people here, but you know, when you look at the the cosmos, when you look at all the other planets and the universe and, you know, we're all like little ants on this little world, you know, and let's all learn to get along. Let's all learn to find harmony, no matter what our backgrounds are, no matter, you know, what our beliefs are, you know, there's so much we can learn from others and there's so much we can teach others and uh, you know I think when we can find that compassion and that kindness for self and others I think the world will be a much better place we're going to find world peace and it's going to start with us yeah well we are running out of time so I hate to wrap it up but do you want to give the audience one last either quote or just piece of advice to leave them with and then tell them where they can find you where they can connect with you Sure. Thank you, Mia. Yes. I love the quote by Margaret Mead. A small group of thoughtful people can change the world. In fact, it's the only thing that ever has. It's one of my favorite quotes. And so, you know, realize how powerful you are and and how much you can impact change. And of course, with others, you will impact change a lot quicker and with the right other people, right? So you want to (laughs) ideally hang out with people that are on a similar wavelength or who are, um, you know, proactive. You know, you, you be very careful who you have in your environment. If you've got constantly negative people, then soon enough you will be negative. If you have positive people, people out for big things you will also be more of that uh so be, be very conscious of that moving into 2024 people can connect with me on linktree forward slash aldwin l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash aldwin has all my links i have my calendar link in there uh we are always looking for people to interview on media queen tv and total truth show as well uh, so reach out if you think you know you have a great story to share and you're ready to step up and speak up. I have a Step Up Speak Up Challenge Facebook group as well. We're about to do another three-day challenge coming up shortly, so keep tabs on that group. Of course, Conscious Community Global group is there. You'll see all my links. There's, there's a whole lot there you can check out. And uh, let's stay connected. Reach out. Let us know what you thought of this show as well. I'd love to see in the comments. What did you think of this show? What did you get out of this show? Uh, please let us know. Thank you, Mia. Thank you, Aldwin. Have a good day. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Please give Aldwin a round of applause. I told you that it would be inspiring. I love how she was vulnerable with us. That's something that a lot of people are afraid to do. So thank you again, Aldwin. And if you would like to connect with her, then I'm putting all of her links below in the show notes. And if you are interested in working with me, then you can head to miasmentorship.com. There you can check out my educational courses or you can apply to work with me for one-on-one coaching. I also have more free content like this on Instagram where my username is mias.mentorship. Then I have a blog which comes out on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And as you know, the podcast comes out on Tuesdays and Fridays. Hope that all of y'all have a blessed day. Bye.